Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum It's a beautiful uh, Wednesday morning on our program The Bliss of Marriage uh, Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name And uh, my beloved engineer this morning He's, he's Haji uh, Suleiman Esop Mashallah, he's looking as uh, he, uh, cool as coolio Subhanallah <laughs> He will be my engineer from now till 12-ish, insha'Allah. I hope uh, you guys are all well, my beloved, wonderful listeners of uh, uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company. And um, our beloved, wonderful listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, uh, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Remember, our WhatsApp number is uh, 084-786-3132. Uh, 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, uh, plus 2784-786-3132. It's a beautiful morning, yes. It's uh, the 27th of Ramadan, 1444. Let's welcome our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafidahullah. Ustad, welcome to the Bliss of Marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. Does the listener wants to know, Ustad, that uh, my daughter refuses to get married? Can we force her, Ustad? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-Kareem Amma ba'd All praise is due to Almighty Allah The sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before we respond to that few announcements, number one is this, remember that in other parts of the world, say 90% of the world, today is the 28th Psalm and the fast, and tonight will be the 29th, must remember 29th night. So tonight in Makkah, Mukarramah, Madina, Munawwara, they will have Khatmul Quran for those who want to know when Khatmul Quran will take place in Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawwara. Normally, they in Makkah, Mukarramah, Sheikh Sudais makes the Khatam and then the Dua, 
And in Medina Munawara, it is Sheikh Salah Budair. So that's the first announcement. Second announcement is this, that remember myself, inshallah, inshallah, today will be the tafsir of Surah Falaq between 105 and 130, and then tomorrow, inshallah, between 105 to 130 will be Surah Nas, inshallah, inshallah, laziz, and then 130 to dua, to, to 2 o'clock will be the dua, inshallah, for Khatmul Quran. So make dua all, make Allah, Jalla makes it a reality, makes it easy and accepted from all of us and for the Ummah, the Muslimah. Okay, you have a daughter, you say, so let's say she's 20, 22 years old, and now she doesn't want to get married, although there were proposals. So you need to be honest with her, especially the mother. Maybe you must remember these three possibilities, that either she's got some medical problem or some other problem, you understand, and therefore she doesn't want to get married. Or second one is this, she got somebody already, but she's feeling feeling very, very reluctant to inform you because she feels that maybe you will say, no, she can't marry that person. i just give you an example. Maybe she is a surti girl, colvert girl, or whatever, and the boy she wants to marry is a mammon. Or the girl is a mammon, and remember, the boy is colvert, surti, or whatever you Urdu, or whatever. So she feels that the parents will say no, you see. So either it's a medical issue or either she got somebody. And third one is this, if there's nothing there, then you have all the right to tell her that she must get married and so forth. Remember that you you can't go and compel her, but you can go and encourage her and tell her that she should get married and so forth unless there is some valid problem that you don't know about. So therefore, you as a mother, you should consult with her and discuss the whole issue as, you understand, a mother to daughter, and she will open up to you, inshallah, and she'll be honest. So that is my advice regarding that issue. Mm. I see the parent says that uh, she's refusing to start to show her cell phone to the parents who start. So we don't know. We all are lost to start. Yeah, so it means that she's got somebody. And now tell her that whether it is a surti or a maimon or a urdu or whatever, as long as a Muslim and he belongs to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, then you will get her married to him. But maybe she's an Indian and maybe it's a white guy or maybe it's a colored guy or somebody like that. So we don't know. You must remember this. But definitely, if that is the case, it means she is talking to somebody and so forth. But at the back of her mind, she feels that you are going to refuse the understand, proposal. So therefore, she doesn't want to speak to you about it. But you have to win her confidence and tell her if she wants to be successful, then she will only be successful if she takes her parents to us. Mm. If she's not going to take her parents to us, then remember, she won't be successful. And my message to all of you, all your daughters especially, for sons also, but more so for the daughters, 
ہی حبیب نا رحمت العالمین صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سید لا نکاح اللہ بی ولیین that nikah is not valid a meaning is null and void <coughs> except with the consent of the wali the guardian so that is the father or the brother or the uncle or grandfather let it paternal grandfather pasapa so that is what is meant there is authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Abu Dawood Ibn Majah and therefore somebody sent a nice note today you know he said all you guys who got secret secret wives nobody knows about them and so forth you better pay fitra for them also you see so because you go there and you use her as a spare wheel you'll meet in the hotel meet here and there and all that tomorrow you die she will say i want my share you see all the problems you created for yourself therefore all these secret nikahs are not permissible remember that you must announce it you must tell people about it and you get married the girl's father doesn't know how that nikah can be valid you must remember that so you're doing like the kuffar shias they make muta prostitution the whole time and they encourage it you must remember that so therefore we don't allow this type of thing Allahu Akbar subhanallah subhanallah somebody says your ustad that uh uh, how many times is a woman allowed to marry after losing her husband, Ustad? I know of ladies who got seven husbands, eight husbands, nine husbands. Not one time, obviously, but they got divorced or the husband passed away or what. One lady I told her now that what you still want to get married. Then they say, no, for you it's easy to talk and all. And best part, they got children from different, different husbands. They even will tell you that the other children in school or madrasa, they mock them. They ask you from which father you are. Father number one, two, three, four, five, like that, you know. So because now their mother got married so many times and so forth. So they'll say, no, it's not only about marriage and sleeping with the husband. It's about loneliness and so forth and so on. So there's no limit on that. Remember that our husband, he can get married. You must remember 10 times, 20 times also. But maximum at one time, you must remember, is four wives. Take Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu ta'ala and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa beloved Nawasa. When you study his biography and life history, you will find Kana Mitlaqan Lin Nisa. What it means, Kana Mitlaqan Nisa? He used to get married, he stayed with the wife for one month, two months, he divorced her. Then next one come, next one. And everyone would still love him. So why he would do like that? He would do like that so the Ahlul Bayt, the family and household of Nabi Salam, the amount must get bigger and bigger and larger and larger. So it was not, you must remember, because he disliked them or something. He had that reason. That was his thinking, what we call ijtihad. So that is his independent judgment and so forth and so on. So if a man also, maximum at one time is four. But it doesn't mean that you can only get married four times. You can get married ten times. But one time you can only keep four wives. Like that it means. <laughs> so similarly here for the wife, she can keep one husband only at a time, obviously. But there's no maximum limit that you will get married five times, ten times. You can get married a hundred times also. So you must remember that. But we are advising that you must think about your children and a lot of other issues as well. I see a listener says, but Muftisab, my son refuses me to remarry as my husband is late. He says he wants both mom and dad to be reunited in Jannah and us to be a family up there. 
He doesn't want a different man in Jannah. Is he correct to start? He's wrong. We must remember that you don't have to listen to him. So you got your brother, you got your uncle, you got somebody. If you feel that you will fall in fitna or you will get involved in some haram things, Allah forbid, then remember that you must get married to somebody else. His reasoning is being very selfish. He should look at it this way, that my mother is still young. She's 30, 35, 40 years old. She wants to settle down and so forth. So you got all the right Islamically to do so. If your son is refusing, then you just take permission from your brother or from your uncle, your chacha, your kaka, your father's brother, and you go ahead and you get married, even though your son gets upset and so forth. It's like, you know, I give you an example, that the mother passes away. And now the father wants to get married. So the daughters, the sons of that person, they're very, very upset that what our father have to marry again and so forth. But who's there to fulfill, you must remember, the needs of the husband and so forth. He wants to fulfill conjugal relationship. He wants a companion and so forth. I give you an incident and I'll give you the reference also. There's a book which I have, you must remember, it's called Fikhu Sunnah by Sayyid Sabiq. If you know, Rahimahullah, if you know anything about the Ikhwan, Al-Ikhwan Al-Muslimun, so the Muslim Brotherhood, remember that Sheikh Dr. Muhammad Mursi, Rahimahullah, and them, they all belong to them. And Hassan Al-Banna was the founder, and they did some great work, remember. They got their weaknesses. Every one of us got our own weaknesses. We're all guilty of sins and so forth. So you mustn't just look at that. You must look at the good also they did. Anyway, so he was one of their great scholars. He, Abdul Qadir, Oda, and all of them. So these are all Egyptians. So you know, Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi and all of them belong to them. So you must remember that he, Sayyid Sabiq Rahimahullah, wrote in Fikhu Sunnah, Abdullah the Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala used to say, hypothetically, for argument's sake, today, today, his wife has to pass away. Right example. He says that I will get married immediately because even if I know that in 10 days' time I will pass away, so meaning 8th of Shawwal, 9th of Shawwal, he knows that he'll pass away, still he will get married. Why? With the fear of falling into some fitna and so forth. So meaning he will marry that lady just for one week and 10 days and so forth. This is the what we call Khairul Qurun in the golden era of Islam. What you speak about today. There's not a place today where there's no fitna. You go to Makkah, there's fitna. You go to Medina, there's fitna. You go to Jerusalem, there's fitna. You go to our mosque, there's fitna. Yesterday we were in a masjid and that guy's cell phone is ringing and ringing. And so every way is fitna today. So remember that. So Islam encourages male and female that you must get married as soon as possible and don't stay alone a confirmed bachelor and so forth sahih authentic hadith in muslim ahmad al-a'zabu shaitanun people who don't get married and on, if they got sickness illness all that is different thing in normal circumstances then and they remain
Amen. Confirm bachelor, confirm spinster for the wife of the lady. Amen. So remember that. Then they are shaitan and they belong to Hizbu shaitan. So Islam does not want that because that leads to too many vices. <laughs> you go to the Arab countries and go and see what is happening there. Because their mahar is so high, you must remember, I got two daughters, three daughters, when people come and then they want to get married, I said, fine. So they ask me the mahar, I say, one million rials. Well, then one million rin. Now who can afford all that? So then they end up not getting married. Then this lady gets busy with that lady. And this, that's why you have so much lesbianism in the Arab world. You have gay business and all that. Because of all this, they being so... They, you see, it's like, you know, just not exactly the same, but it's like similar. Like You see, in the African tradition and custom, they have what they call labola. So you have to give your wife to be... Then you have to give the father-in-law, you have to give the mother-in-law, you have to give the family, all these things here. Whatever they agree on, so many cows and dust and all that. So Islam already is haram, it's not permissible. So remember that they work the same thing, that you must give million. But that million won't go to the girl only, that it will go to the father, it will go to the mother and thus and that. Or they will say you have to give so much here, so much here. So they make the zulam, you must remember. Therefore, Islam says, you must remember, that the best nikah, as far as barakah goes, blessing goes, is where the least, least expenditure is incurred. I know nikahs nowadays, that they cost one million, five million, ten million. People go overboard. They go crazy. You must <laughs> remember that. Say, no, Manjipelli D.I. is my first daughter. Or Manjicelli D.I. is my last daughter and all that. And they go and uh, overboard. So how you can justify all that? Definitely not permissible. <laughs> Somebody says to start that... Uh, isn't its parents' responsibility to get the children married? Why do parents make no effort and rely on people's help? Uskada? So it's no problem. They can rely on people's help to pass the word around and so forth and so on. But primarily, it is the parents' duty. You must remember today the baby is born. So you give adhan in the right ear, then iqama in the left ear, then tahnik, you understand? So then you insert the dates and so forth in the baby's mouth. So that is the first day. Then the seventh day, so today is Wednesday. So then next week, Tuesday, you shave the hair of the baby. Thereafter, you apply zafran, saffron, mix it with water. You make the akika and two goats or two sheep for a boy, one goat or one sheep for the girl. And thereafter, you choose the name for the baby and all the, your charity, all that. So these are the hukuk, the rights, right? Then he grows up, that or she grows up, you have to teach them the manners, the ethics, and the akhlaq and character, all that. Then when they grow up further, now you have to settle them down. So all that is your responsibility. Hadith in Mishkar Sharif, that son, daughter, go and get involved in zina, fornication, then they are guilty of the crime, hundred lashes for them. Both parties, boy and girl, Quran says, so the male and female. But remember, the son will be on the parents also. Why you didn't settle your children? So therefore, Islam got all the checks and balances, but we just turn a blind eye from that and 
and say, no, we will do what we feel like. So that is the big problem we're facing nowadays. Mm. I see somebody uh, is saying here, start regarding the question, the previous question is, Muftisab, I am in this situation. I'm 39 years old and my dad told few of the boys that came to propose to me that how much mehel you got? He asked him for 200,000 rand. That's why I'm not married yet. He says it's sunnah to ask for 200,000 rand. Request Mufti AK to make dua for me, please, Ustad. Remember from where your father got that 200,000 is sunnah. So you must remember maybe his sunnah from there, Saharanpur or Palanpur or Kodwadpur or Chakmalpur. Some Indian sunnah he brought from the Lal Kitab. So absolutely haram what your father is doing. From that 200,000, he wants to pocket, you must remember, 100,000, 150,000. He will say that the nikah cost me so much. It cost me so much money to bring up my daughter. So I'll give her to you, but you must pay so much. So what he's doing is zulam, is oppression, totally, absolutely haram. Mm. You must get your mamaji or get your other uncles or your kaka or, you know, your chacha to speak to him and tell him what you're doing is wrong. Your daughter is almost 40 years old. And what will happen tomorrow? You die and all these type of things. And come and tell people 200,000 and is sunnah and that. See how people lie. They lie for their own hidden agenda and sinister motive. Absolutely haram what he's doing. I see the sister says, Mubsab, not to say that he doesn't have money. Alhamdulillah, we do, Ustad. Yeah, but you see, money is what? They want more and more. <laughs> See what Allah says. Mm. And verily he, this human being, that pronoun refers to innal insan. Innal insan ali rabbi hi lakanut. Beshekye insan abka rabke bohot bohot hi na shukre. He's very, very ungrateful. Wa innahu ala thalika la shaheed. Any best testimony? That the more Allah gave me, the more you'll break the law. Because you can buy the judge, you can buy the police, you can buy the Maulana, you can buy the Mufti. In most cases, you see what's happening today. That does halal, does halal, for what all that? Just to make money. So today, Islam has become commercial. Look at your hajj. Yesterday, one youngster, you understand, you told me that Mufti sahab, make dua, I'm going for it. So I know the youngster. So I just, out of interest, I asked him, what, which agent you're going? So he sent me the ABC, this, that. Then I asked him, but who's the Molana there? So he sent the, okay. Then I asked him, how much you guys paid per person? I told him, I just want to know for interest sake. He said that I paid 105,000 rand per person. Listen carefully, right? Mm. He paid how much? 105,000. And it's a six-week package. So I said, give me like the breakdown. So he said, no, 10 days Medina or 9 days Medina and then 15 days Makkah and the rest will be in Azizia. You see now. So imagine Shh. he only got two weeks, 10 and 15. So 20, say three weeks, you must remember, Makkah, Medina. You understand? The other three weeks will be in Azizia. Mm. That's the cheapest package, 105,000 rand. So how? So if that is the cheapest, then you go and work out. If people want to stay in Makkah, Medina for a longer period, then you'll go to 200, 250, 300, even more. 
standard tau per person I'm speaking about. So see how commercialized it is. It's not only the agents, it's the Saudis also. They hmm. put this tax, that tax, this tax, this MBS, Murtad bin Shaitan. So that is the big problem today. You must remember that. That people are rich, but there's no contentment. Bring more, bring more. They bring more and this type of thing. Mal is a noun. And mal is a verb. So people will turn towards those who got wealth. And when you don't have wealth, they'll turn away from you. Remember that. If you're a rich guy, they'll say, Baji, how are you? Kemcho, Haruche, under the armche, all that. So <laughs> and you come order the guy, they don't ask, how are you? They'll say, who are you? You see? <laughs> you must understand these things here. That is the reality of life today. See, Haji Suleiman is of his gym of Jisab, you're right. <laughs> Somebody says, Ustad, could you please explain the verse, pure woman for pure men? I try to keep myself pure, but my husband is shameless and has no haya. Ustad. You must remember anything you want to understand, you must go first to the Sababun Nuzul. You must go to why was that revealed. This is Surah 24, Surah Nur. Our Surah Nur is chapter 24 and it comprises 64 ayats. You got all that? You must write all this down, you students and people listening. Surah Nur, the Surah chapter regarding radiance, effulgence, light. And it is Surah 24. It comprises 64 ayats. And remember our mother Siddiqa to bin to Siddiq radiallahu anhuma, our honorable mother Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha used to say, Allimu nisa'akum suratun nur. Teach your females. When I was in Newcastle twice I did tafsir for the females this surah nur. Because I had to do for men Friday night, then they said, no, 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 you must do. That time wasn't all this gadgets, Bilal and radios and nothing. So then you had to sit there. Then for the woman, I used to go behind the parda. And then Friday afternoon, I used to do for them there in the Muslim school there. So you must remember these things. So Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an, if you want the references, I'll give you now. He wrote a letter. Kataba Umar ila ahlil Iraq. He wrote a letter to the people of Iraq. See, the two great personalities of Islam, Amirul Mu'minin, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an, co-open Tanweerul Adhan, edited by Sheikh Mandali Sabuni of Ustad, Rahimamullah, you will find it there. And co-open Ra'awayul Bayan fi Ahkamil Quran, you will find Siddiqa Sayyidina Aisha's statement there. Allimu nisa'akum suratun nur. So, Surah 24, verse 26. That's what we're speaking about. Now, go back. Surah 24, verses 11 to 26. All these 16 ayats were revealed for our mother, Siddiqa, Sayyidah Aisha. This is one reason. Hundred reasons we got. So, but this is one of the myriad and the multi-reasons. We say she has a hundred percent kuffar. Because they curse us at Aisha radiallahu anha and so forth. So you must remember it was the battle in the fifth year of the Hijrah. And it was Ghazwai Bani Mustaliq. And it took place in Shaaban. You see, you must know all these things. Mother Aisha radiallahu anha lost the necklace. Mother Aisha lost the necklace. Ayat of Tayyamum got revealed. 
وَإِنْ كُنْتُمْ مَرْضَى أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرِينَ فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَا أَنْ فَتَيَمَّمُوا سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا So Allah revealed that once the first. Second time Mother Aisha lost the necklace, Allah revealed Surah Nur. So that time when you had the army, they used to have Muqaddamatul Jaysh, Muakharatul Jaysh and the... So the people would go, but they would keep one person right at the back to see maybe people lost their valuables or pick up things. So when Safwan radiallahu came, he saw that Aisha. He saw her when, you know, there was no parda and hijab and all that. So he said, Inna lillah wa inna ilay rajiun. And then he put that Aisha on the camel and so forth, and then they came. So the munafikin and hypocrites, they saw this. Oh, the Safwan, this is Aisha. So they start saying that something happened. They start accusing them, making wild, wild allegations, wild, wild accusations. So Mother Aisha radiallahu anha is Siddiqah. She is so pure. So Allah said, فَبَرَّأَهَ اللَّهُ مِمَّا قَالُوا you must remember when it came to Hazrat Maryam, she was accused. Then Nabi Isa salam, spoke. But for Siddiqa, Hazrat Aisha, Allah himself spoke. You understood the rank now? So you must understand that. So Allah Ta'ala said, If you are pure, like Siddiqa, Hazrat Aisha, like Sayyidah Hafsa, like Sayyidah Khadija, like Sayyidah Umay Salama, like Sayyidah Maimuna, <coughs> Sayyidah Safi, like that. Mustafa is the purest of the pure so remember then his wives are also pure and al-khabithin and remember that if that the women are impure then they will want impure husbands also you see today that they will say this guy is half dead you must remember there's no wine there's no dine there's no swine there's no parties there's no jol and all these things People are already preparing Saturday is eat and Saturday night is a big party, the big jol, the big all these kind of things. Yeah? So, you know, a lot of things happen then after Ramadan. So you must understand. Now let's take your case study. You say, sister, you tayyiba. Right? So we say you tayyiba. But by your own confession, by your own admission, you are saying your husband is khabis, is impure, immoral. So now we have to go back, my sister. When you were sweet 18, 19, 20, and he came to propose to you, you need to be honest. When he came with his BMW and said, be my wife and so forth, were you looking at his character? Were you looking at his belief structure? Were you looking at his piety? Ha, wa never ever. That was never your criteria. Your criteria, your parents, I don't know you. I don't know your parents, but I know what I'm speaking about generally. This is what happens. They will look at the mal, they will look at the jamal, they will look at the wealth and the financial status, they will look at the handsomeness and so forth. Now when you get married, after three years, five years, ten years, now you've got two, three children, you are no more so slim and trim, so now he lost interest in you, now he's busy with the other woman, he's busy on the lines, your chat lines, he's busy there maybe with the, you know, the escort agency, he's busy with the employees, he's employed in his factory or shop or whatever. So why all this happened? Because he was never Tayyib, he was Khabis. But you didn't realize it because you didn't do your homework initially. So when Islam speaks about this, so it's speaking about the normal thing about Islam and human being. 
The person who's pure, he'll be inclined to the one that's pure. And the one that khabis, impure and immoral, he'll be inclined to that there. So now you are in a marriage, you can't just walk away. You got three, four children now. So you must start ta'aleem. You still got three days, two days, whatever way you want to count it. So tahajjud time, sehri time, go into sajda and cry to Almighty Allah. Ya Allah, you are muqallib al-qulub. You can change the hearts, Ya Allah. Bring my husband towards deen. Let him lead a pure life, a chaste life, Ya Allah. He is immoral. He wants to do immoral things. He wants you as a wife to watch with him all the porn and what have you. And then what he sees, he wants you must do it. When people see something, then they want to experiment and try. Even children, you must remember that. How you can have today <coughs> in the schools, 60% of the children are pregnant. They are statistics, not mine. Because they see all this on the phones. Then they say, oh, teacher taught us biology. Mm. Come now, we do practical biology. <laughs> Sometimes the teacher is busy with the student. Because today these schools and universities are brothels, you must remember. That. I mean, let us be honest about these issues here. Yeah? <laughs> so what school are they teaching? It's more brothels they teaching, you must remember. That. So that is the reality that's going on today. So you, sister, you have to change it and make dua to Allah Ta'ala that your husband becomes a better person. La taqnatu mi rahmatillah. Never lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Chapter 39, verse 53. Allah forgives all the sins. You, your ma'asum children, all of you make dua. You make dua for your husband and tell your children to make dua for Abi and Ummi and especially Abi because Abi is little bit zigzag you see so in that way there <laughs> Allah will and start ta'aleem in your house and all that I see the same sister says G Muftisab I admit I look at his wealth but I didn't know he's a harami he's shameless and he's a khabis in bed I have one daughter Muftisab I feel like running away why is Allah punishing me like this if I go to my dad he will throw it on my face Ustad what do you do Ustad yeah, you must remember mm. if I want to do all these haram things, oral and anal and all that, you must refuse him. Remember that. You must tell him that you're not willing to do this. He can do whatever he wants to. So sometimes the woman, they feel trapped and then they just get involved in all these haram things. Mm. Allah. Ustad, uh, my cousin passed away last night. Her name is Faisal Sheikh Hussein. The family always listens to Murka Sahaba, especially you, Ustad. Allah Jalla Wala grant him Faisal Sheikh, MashaAllah, Jannatul Firdaus. I said, MashaAllah, because you take South African calendar and timetable, then it was your 27th night. Who passes away on 27th night with mm-hmm. Iman? So, inshallah, he was listening to us, our tafsir, our Q&A and other programs. So, Allah Jalla Wala grant him Jannatul Firdaus Al-A'la. Allah Ta'ala grant the family Sabri Jameel. But remember that, I know my one cousin passed away way day in Middleburg and this morning 11 o'clock or so was Janaza so the family were discussing I just spoke to my sister and then you know via the whatsapp so you must remember that Allah Ta'ala sometimes we don't realize what great qualities people have to us it just looked like an ordinary person 
but sometime in the darkness of the night they used to cry to Allah or sometime they used to give charity or sometime they did some good deed and only afterwards we realized it so that is Allah Ta'ala Allah ko ek amal pasan ho said one action of that person Allah loves to fill Allah ke rahmat josh me ajate so Allah Ta'ala's mercy comes in full force you must remember that so wonderful death so you're feeling sad you must feel sad al-firaqu murrun what Mustafa sallallahu sallam said when his beloved son Ibrahim passed away Ibrahim's mother was Maria Kriptiya radiallahu anha and that son was 18 months old one and a half year two things Nabi alayhi salam for us now at this juncture وَإِنَّا بِفِرَاقِكَ لَمَحْزُونُونَ Ya Ibrahim Oh my beloved son Ibrahim because of your separation we so sad we are grieving I can't talk to you I can't walk with you and you are my son you're only 18 months old وَإِنَّ لَهُ لَمُسْتَرْضِعًا فِي الْجَنَّةِ Allah is giving him and granting him a foster mother a wet nurse there in Jannah and Paradise all these authentic hadith go open Mishka Sharif Mustad Ahmed so there Therefore, you're crying, all that is natural. But you must teach the children, all of you, read Surah 14, verse 41. رَبَّنَا فِلِّي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me, grant me forgiveness. My beloved parents and the believers, the day the reckoning is established. So in that way, and always look at the positive. That is, what a death Allah Ta'ala gave our father. What a death Allah gave my husband. What a death Allah gave my uncle. My uncle passed away Thursday night while making dua in Heidelberg. Hajibai Padia used to meet me. He said, He used to say, I envy your <coughs> uncle's death, how he passed away. That the Tablih Jamaat were there. It's Thursday night. They were making dua in the masjid. That time wasn't masjid, it was musalla. But anyway, you just say masjid, Lugatan, you understand? And he passes away like that. So he used to tell me many times. He said, I envy. So we envy people's death like this. Remember that. Allah Ta'ala take us all with Iman. Allah Mabarik Lana Fil Maut. Allah Marhamna Indal Maut. Wafil Lana Ba'dal Maut. Ya Allah give us such a death that it is filled with your mercy envelope with your mercy and we beg for forgiveness after death ya Allah <laughs> subhanallah subhanallah what's that before we go for an ad break uh, the same sister wants to know is this, is this Allah's punishing Punishment or not, Ustad, because she's got a daughter. Why is Allah punishing her like this, Ustad? Remember, it's not punishing. In life, everything is a test. You must remember that. So you must now rise up to that occasion. You need to have a heart-to-heart discussion with your husband. When he's alone, you alone, and both of you can start speaking as a married couple and tell him that this is what we're going to do. If you want all these haram things and all that, you can do what you want to, but you're not prepared to do all these things. And you don't want to watch all this porn and all these movies and all that and all these type of things. So you must put the ball in his court, you must remember that. And as far as your daughter goes, you and your daughter together make dua. She make dua for her father and you make dua for your husband. And inshallah, if you are sincere, many things can happen. You must remember, dua is a, a dua usilahul mu'min. Dua is the weapon of a believer. Mm. The hadith in Mustadrak Hakim. So never lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah.
Allahu Akbar, subhanallah, subhanallah. Well, uh, let's go for an ad break. We started it's about uh, uh, 17 minutes to 12. We go for an ad break. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Well, it's uh, 14 minutes uh, to 12. You are tuning in, listening to The Bliss of Marriage. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners Plus to 784-786-3132. Uh, somebody uh, saying, yeah, Ustad, that... Um, uh, what's happening regarding uh, uh, the Eid Moon, Ustad? Do we cite it tonight, tomorrow? What's happening, Ustad? Anonymous. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Remember that those people who started fasting on Thursday, so tomorrow, Thursday, you have to scan the sky. So that is Thursday night because it's their 29th fast. So I told you just now in the beginning that tonight in Makkah, Mukarramah, Madina, Munawwara, they're making Khatmul Quran and many other places where they started Thursday. So you must remember that some people made Khatam already. So Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. So tomorrow night they will scan the sky. Okay? And those people who started on Friday, so Friday evening they will scan the sky. So in Islam, when it is 29 days, then that evening you scan the sky. If the moon crescent is sighted, so then it's Eid al-Fitr the next day. If the moon is not sighted, then remember you fast the 30th fast and then is Eid. So like that it works, okay? So now, tonight is out of the question. Tomorrow night, you must remember that those countries, 90% of them who started, so they have to scan the sky. So that's the authentic hadith in Bukhari Sharif. You will start your fasting with the sighting of the moon and you will make Idul Fitr also with the sighting. And if there's no sighting, then 30 days and then first Shawwal. So now the question, this is the question we have to ask now. Tomorrow night, that is Thursday night, can your moon be sighted anywhere in the world? So the people who are in Falakiyat, you know, so this type of thing, the astronomers and that, they say it's impossible, you can't. And then there will be solar eclipse also. So when it's solar eclipse and you, the, the moon is only eight, nine hours, so from that perspective, it's impossible to see the moon and so forth and so on. So there's an eclipse also and there is this moon, the hours also. So therefore, from that perspective, is nothing. So nowhere in the world can it be. If anybody tells you Friday is eat, you must remember, and sighting took place. That's what the point I'm making. Then you must remember, according to us, they're giving you false news. They're giving you news like Fox News, you know? Fox News on the TV, they were lying one way, and you're in favor of Trump, and they knew they're lying. So now they have to pay, you must remember, to that dominion or whatever, 787 million U.S. dollars. You must. They came to an out-of-court settlement and so forth. So that's a lie. Now, the people who are masters in this are the Saudis. If you know anything of Saudi calendar, we following Saudi calendar, meaning following, don't mean we accepting it. I'm following to see when they're right and when they're wrong. In the past 40 years, remember, 80% of the time they're wrong. That is the fact. If you know Saudi calendar, they work on taqweem. You understand taqweem? I'm not saying they don't see the moon. 
I'm telling you, I asked the question to the Grand Mufti myself in the conference, and there's witnesses there also, the ulama. They are still here in South Africa, some of them. So you must remember, <coughs> I asked him, Mufti, and you can't ask, write it down, you have to write it down. So we wrote it down and sent it to him, that how does your moon work here in Saudi Arabia? He says, eight months of the year, we don't have no yet, no seeing, nothing. <laughs> And his words were, I'm quoting to you verbatim. I'm quoting to you who bahu in Urdu, you say. Exactly the words he said. And he said, Laysa fiha ahkamun. So which four months they see? So for Ramadan they see, one. For Shawwal they see, two. And for Zulhijjah they see, three. And for Shaban they see, because there's hadith, Ahsu hilal Shaban li Ramadan in Tirmidhi, Sahih hadith. So only these four months they see. Otherwise they don't see. Oh, even till now they don't see. <laughs> they just work with the Ummul Qura University. You must remember the calendar and they carry on and so forth. It's only we in South Africa. And here we have to thank our Cape Town brothers. Remember that. No one, no one, no one in the world does that what they have done. For more than 70 years, come rain, come snow, come hail, whatever, they there, mancakers, you see, and they go and look for the moon and all these type of things. And everything is documented every month. They go to that anchor bay to signal hill and they go here and there. They know exactly where the crescent and all that. They go to the Sheikh Imam Hassan Pandey, he performed more than 40 Hajj, and he will tell you the whole history, geography of that. When they had the conference, you must remember in Jordan and they, the mancakers from Cape Town went, they couldn't believe these Muslim countries and elves. Not one of them who had such records and it like South African mancakers. Mancakers means this crescent observer, people of the moon and all that. So that. So now the thing is this, that if Saudi Arabia announces tomorrow, Thursday night, that moon sighted, not only moon sighted, they will tell you multiple sightings. <laughs> That's how they win. They stand a full public and so forth and so The moon day is 8 hours, 9 hours, 10 hours, 11 hours, maximum 12 hours. Tomorrow morning, the birth or the moon is conjunction, if you know the terminology. So tomorrow morning, it will be 6.15 South African time. So their time is 7.15. Let's say 7 o'clock. So now that if you take from then till sunset time, so how many hours the moon is? 10 hours, 11 hours, 12 hours, and that you can't see it. So even with a telescope, you won't be able to see it and so forth. But they cook it up. You must remember that. How many times they cooked it up? So therefore, you must remember we said, and I sent out the fatwa today. I sent it out. You must remember that we in 1444, in 1424, 20 years ago, Darulum Deoban of India, the oldest, one of the most famous Darulums there, and Mufti Ahmad Khanpuri, Hafidullah was alive. We play his lectures almost daily and all that. So you must remember that they all said we can never accept Saudi sighting. I'm telling you this for the past 20, 30 years. Saudi sighting, don't tell me about them, please. I got too many experience of them. In 1984, the 1984, they kept 28 fast in Saudi Arabia, Makkah, Medina. <laughs> then each day the imams had to announce that the next day you must keep fast and all. We made mistake. 
So like that it is. So Hajj they make mistakes. Ah, what then what mistakes they make? So anyway, you must remember that. So let's wait till tomorrow. We hope and pray some sanity prevails there in Saudi. And they say there was no sighting. They are on in the, so in the Saudi Gazette, they said. That I sent that also out. They said that according to their falakiyat and the astronomers, and that is impossible that sighting takes place and so forth. Remember that. So that gives us some hope that some sanity will prevail and they'll say no sighting. It'll be 30 days and then Saturday is eat. So that'll be very good. So those of you who started on Thursday, and if you make Eid on Saturday, then remember you're fasting 30 days. And those of you who started fasting on Friday, and then you make Eid on Saturday, because Friday night the moon is 35 hours and more in South Africa, some places 36 hours, like Cape Town and so. So you must remember, so the chances are very good or that. So then we will say you kept fast 29 days. So that's perfect. There's no problem. So the main thing we have to see now is Allah give hidayah to the Saudis. They don't go and cook up another moon sami. <laughs> I'm telling you, this happened in a conference. This happened in a conference. So when we ask them about this, they say, no, you see, there's one group of people here. Allah gave them the divine gift. That even with the one eye, basically, they can see the moon. And these type of things, yeah. I'm not saying always with one eye, but I'm just giving an example. Even with one eye, maybe they'll see the moon and all. We can't. They told us like this, that we can't see in the telescope, but they can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understand? And they call it Mohiba and all that. It's a gift Allah gave them. You see? Now we, we reject all this. We say this is like our people who bring stories from India and all that. You know, fairy tale stories. So that to me is a total fairy tale story. You must go tell that to the animals in Kruger Park. Come tell me a half blind guy can see the moon in the jungle and desert and all that. So Islam works with Zahir. What is the Zahir? You can't see it. Don't come tell us for past 30 years you're making all these fairy tales and all that. So the moon story and so the, even now the ulama of England are waking up and so forth. They're saying we can never accept Saudi moon and all these type of things. So that is what we have to wait for. Tomorrow night, you see, if there's Tarawih, then very, very good. In Makkah, Medina, Saturday eat. If there's no Tarawih, then Friday is eat. So that is how we'll know. And if it's Friday eat, it's a cooked up eat, you must remember, and a cooked up moon. Not seen by true Muslims, seen by moon samis. That's the name we kept for them. What we kept? Moon Sami. I had one neighbor there in Heidelberg. The Moon Sami. You understand? So they used to play soccer and go to school and all that together. So these are the Moon Sami stories you must remember. Mm. So the brother from Azal will say to start, if uh, there is a uh, Eid in Saudi, so it means on on Friday we mustn't, we must just keep on normal fast. We start. must fast, by You must remember that if you started Thursday, it's your 30th fast. If you started Friday, it's your 29th fast. Eid in South Africa is Saturday, inshallah. No question about Friday Eid unless people make taqlidul a'ma that they follow blindly Saudi Arabia. So that's their business. We reject it totally. I see our beloved brother Haji Suleiman SOPC is moved this up. I don't know if there is something wrong with me. I just can't seem to come uh, right getting married. Maybe Allah Ta'ala wants to use me for the khidmat of deen. Oh, ah, to get married is also khidmat of deen. <laughs> so you must remember this type of things. Yeah. 
So you must make dua now two, three days. Why are you losing hope? Allah Ta'ala kept for you in Jannat Hurain and in Dunya Hurain. You see? <laughs> so Allah Ta'ala must, must never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. See, I tell you one quick story. A person came with me for Hajj. Mm. You understand? I know the whole family in and out, uh, history, geography, everything. I won't take the name. So this morning, my wife tells me, Sehri time, I know three o'clock, past three, four o'clock, whatever. When we woke up, she told me, she told me that you know that person, that now his wife is so sick and all that, this, this, and this, and all that. So I told them that, see, I told my wife, see, leave it to me, I'll send a message. So I sent a message to husband and wife. I said, see, one is the prognosis of the doctors. A, B, C will happen, X, Y, Z will happen. So leave that all one side. You must now build your ta'aluk with Allah Ta'ala and always remain husnudwan billah. That remain positive with Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. That's number one. Number two, whenever waswasa and wasawis and whisperings of shaitan come, say, Awudu Billahi. Three, when you are feeling that ill and so forth, then read the dua of Nabi Ayyub alayhi salam, Surah 21, verse 83. Ya Allah, that this calamity, disaster has afflicted me. Whilst you, Ya Allah, you are the most merciful one to show mercy. And then you are worry, sorry, anxiety. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kundumin then hadith in Abu Dawood, the marasil, give out charity daily, and with your children make dua. Allah will give you. you must mm. Life is duk and suk. Life is vicissitudes of life, ups and downs. So sometimes things go all smooth. We forget Allah also. So Allah brings sometimes this here. So we turn more and more to Allah. If I tell you of my life, how many times the doctors, I told, I told my father, mother, they talked a lot of nonsense, you must remember that. Uh, from young age, I say that they took a lot of stories, you must remember this kind of thing. So, you know my tonsils, I still got my tonsils, I never took it out. Subhanallah. Yeah, till now, I never took it out. I say they took a lot of stories, you wasn't believe them. So that sometimes you believe them, is alright. But not, what they did in COVID, I'm asking you. Didn't they take the ummah for a ride? I'm asking you. Give you one rooster and give you one booster and give you, uh, and they making money out of it. Come off it, man, please. That now, if you put a hundred doctors today, eighty percent are just there to fill their pockets. Let me be honest. Ten, twenty percent are there to serve humanity. That's the honest truth. If you got medical aid, they'll make you a milking cow. Bring the cow. Let's milk him. <laughs> go this test. Go. You see, no, I got it. See, no, this mm. one is not good. Let's go there. So they got the cut. They kick back. You see, come tell me about these people. I speak of majority. So anyway, you must remember. Leave it there now. Twelve o'clock is news, and thereafter we go with Mona Ridwan Kaji taking lessons from nations of the past. That's very good. Then one o'clock, inshallah, will be Azan one zero five to one thirty Surah Falak, and that is verses one to five, one thirty to two Surah Buruj.
Buruj. That is, we're ending Surah Buruj today, inshallah. Verses 17 to 22, 2 to 3, current affairs with Brother Yusuf Ali. 3 to 4, the repeat of this morning's Q&A. Very interesting. Listen to that also with the dua. And thereafter, all the programs the same. Inshallah, Laziz. Make dua for us. And remember, tomorrow, inshallah, inshallah, will be Khatmul Quran between 1 o'clock and 1.30, inshallah, Laziz. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah <laughs>